Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota on Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington. Home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. You're listening to Chicken Ann on Finance. Willing the good of another. Human yo-yos. 17,000 boxes of Girl Scout cookies. The market finally having an up week in Syria. Uh, attacks in Syria. You're listening to Chuck and Anna Finance brought to you by IIE Financial. IIE Financial willing the good of another. Visit us online, IIEFinancial.com, or give the office a call, 832-953-4998. That's 832-953-4998. I am your host, Chuck Fulkerson, uh, joined by my significantly smarter... Uh, better half because she'll remind me regularly that she's significantly smarter. I do not. I correct your grammar once in a while. Once in a while. Once in a while. Okay, frequently. You set <clears throat> yeah. yourself up for it. That's like saying it snows in Syracuse every now and again. <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> My grammar is impeccably good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, where do we, we? The show is not long enough for me to correct that. My my grammar is impeccably good. <sighs> my defense is impregnable. <laughs> do you know who said that? No. That was a uh, that was a uh, uh, an, a Michael a Mike Tyson quote. He's like, my defense is impregnable. You can't <laughs> defeat me. I'll, I'll eat his children. And everyone's like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. You went a little too far. Mike Tyson went a little too far a lot. But the, my, my favorite still is, my, my defense is impregnable. <laughs> so hold on. What you're telling me is I cannot impregnate your defense. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. So, oh, well, uh, we, uh, I, I, uh, I kind of joked around in the open about becoming a human yo-yo. Uh, because if you think about a yo-yo, what does a yo-yo do? Goes up and down. Goes up and down, right? Essentially, or back and forth. Essentially, it goes back and forth from an initial spot to an ending spot. And then to, to, to back to an initial spot and then to an ending spot. Well, so this weekend, uh, we had our goddaughter, also our niece. Uh, it was her communion. And it was a beautiful, beautiful time. She got to have her first Holy Communion. And she lives in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Now, we live in Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas to Baton, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. If there's no traffic, four and a half hours, five hours. If there is traffic anywhere between five and eight hours. Well, the good news was we got up early on Saturday morning and we went out because uh, we had a baseball game Friday night with, uh, with, our, young, with our oldest boy. And, and so I couldn't leave, we couldn't leave Friday. So Saturday we get up. We, we 7.30 in the morning, we get up, we leave the house, we get everything all packed, we get rolling, we are fired up, we're ready to go, woo, hit the road. We hit the road, and we get our coffee, and we stop, and we eat, and we do a few other things. And then we're 10 minutes outside Baton Rouge. And I, and get, I gasp. I get the gasp. Now, wh- which I should not do. I try to be really careful about that, because usually when the passenger gasps, there's either... <gasps> A gigantic semi about to hit you or a refrigerator in the road or an alligator on the side of the road or 
a hog or a bear, all right. things that are not made up, all, all things, things which you've seen. All the, all roadkill, which we have seen. We did actually see gator roadkill on the way this time. But anyway, um, no. But no, no, that was not it. Your cousins mm-hmm. are in from from England and they uh, they were they 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 were at. Uh, they were in this area and then they're going to Baton Rouge for a few days and then they're driving off away and they're going to be gone. Well, they said, do you mind bringing our suitcase? And we said, no problem. We'll bring your suitcase. Whoops. Forgot it in the garage. So I couldn't have remembered three minutes from home. No, I remembered when we were three hours from home. No, 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 no. You remembered when we were four and a half hours from home. We were just outside Lafayette. No, 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 no. We were just outside Baton Rouge. Were we? Oh, yeah. Mm. It was awesome. It was so, far. It was way too far to turn around. Yeah, it was too far to turn around. The kids so that, the kids that, that already had their time. So in your stomach. So we get, we get oh. there, and I say, okay, guys, have fun. And I turn around, and, and I came back. Mm-hmm. Only to get up this morning at 3.30 in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, to get there for a 10 o'clock communion. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we had mass at 10. It was beautiful. Congratulations to my lovely goddaughter. She, uh, she, she handled it like a pro. It looked wonderful. And then we got back in the car and drove back home. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Over the last 24 hours, you've spent more time in the car than you have out of the car. It's all right. I would do it any day of the week. It's awesome. So you're I'm, the best husband I'm, ever. I'm officially a human yo-yo. I'm a human yo-yo as I've been going up and down, up and down, up and down. Do you know what else has been going up and down, up and down? The markets. The markets. They were. They were going up and down, up and down, except for last week. Last week, uh, we actually had a little bit of bulls. The bulls came out to play last week. Now, uh, interestingly enough, if you take a look at our uh, our chart pattern that that we've been putting in, you've got uh, you know we've gotten two out of the last three weeks have been green. So two of our last three weeks have been green, and really. Uh, we, uh, we, we actually had a, a, a bullish reversal pattern the week before, uh, but my only fear, and I will tell you, cause I, I look at, uh, I look at price charts to identify market momentum. My only fear is that we're not closing. We're not ending the week on a high note. So we've now had five consecutive weeks where we've had a sell-off on Friday afternoons. And I said this on Friday show on Friday show. I said, be aware that there's going to be a sell-off at the end of the day. And the, and the Dow Jones sell-off sold off about 300 points um, on Friday afternoon. Now, it still wound up not being too bad of a day, and the week still wound up being a, a strong week. But I will tell you, there's something to be said about investors not confident enough to stay in their positions over a weekend. Um, there, that, there's a lot to be said for that. When investors... If, if you if you look all the way back through most of last year, one of the things that you'll notice, if you ever look at charts, whenever you look at a price chart, we look at what are called candlesticks. And a candlestick is just like a rectangle. Uh, but above that rectangle is what's called a wick, right? Think about a candlestick. You light it with a wick that's on top. And if you have a strong investor sentiment, what you see is almost no upper wicks. You see these the closing at or near the high pretty much all the time. Well, when you are closing off of the highs significantly, that is a real strong sign of weakness. And so, yes, we had our we had an up week last week, but I'm still, you know, there's 
there's there's a there's a big part of me that's showing some fear, and I still think there's a chance that we're going to come back down a little bit more before we go higher. Uh, that 2600, 2500 range, um, you know, is still a potential for the S and P 500. So keep that in mind as you're as you're kind of looking at your at your overall uh, at, at your overall you know plan as we're heading into to earnings season right and 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 the markets reacted on Sunday night by bullishly reacting to what happened in Syria. Do you think that's why there was a sell off on on Friday though? Not well, knowing exactly what was going to happen I, in I, Syria over the weekend. I, I think that was a I think that was a uh, was a big part of it. I think there was a big part of it that it was that they weren't sure what was going to happen over the weekend. But I think a bigger part of it is just, you know, I, I could see that for this week, but it's been five weeks in a row. Mm. It's five Fridays in a row where we've sold off. And I actually tweeted that out in the morning before the market ever opens. It's not like I'm a genius. I'm, I'm just going off of, you know, if it's if if every Friday there, if every Friday you circle, 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 circle. Well, what's coming next? Circle, right? There's no... Or at there, least be prepared for a circle. Or at least circle. be prepared for a circle. Well, we keep going down at the end of each week. And when you go down at the end of the week, you've got to be aware that it can keep going down. And so, um, the, you know, the market, however, you know, we, we, we saw what happened in Syria. And uh, President Trump uh, ordered the airstrike on the chemical weapons factories, which I'm sure everybody has heard of by now. It's old news. Um but what's not old news is how the market reacted to it. And it's funny because I got a bunch of texts from a lot of friends of mine as soon as that as soon as that news hit. And that news hit at about eight o'clock on Friday night, uh, Central Time U.S. The news of, of the strike hit about eight o'clock Central Time on Friday night. And by six o'clock Sunday night, when the futures markets opened up, everybody had forgotten and things were bullish. Everybody was happy. Yeah, the futures markets opened up. How How much? Uh, about 17 points in the S&P, which is about 180 points in the Dow Jones. Um, so the uh, yeah, the Dow Jones, uh, Dow Jones futures on, on Sunday night, they, they were they were up about, uh, I think, about 130 points uh, at, at one point. So for every for every for every one point in the S&P, it's about 10 points in the Dow Jones. So now they opened up higher and they've kind of come down. Uh, they came down right from the open. Um, but all in all, it's, the, you know, and there's there's other things out there for people to be to be a little leery of, right? The only big week, the, the only big news that we had last week that was a, that was a, a major market mover for a, a brief period of time uh, was, the, uh, was the fake news, if you will, and, it, and it, about, well, I guess it wasn't fake news, but it was news that everybody thought was going to affect President Trump uh, about his personal, uh, his personal lawyer getting subpoenaed and, and it didn't wind up having anything to do with President Trump. Um, and so the markets, boom, shot right back up after that two hour, you know, fairly large sell off. Uh, but other than that, we, you know, we had a we had a pretty bullish week last week. And so as an investor, you're not watching the markets every single day. Right. And you shouldn't be watching it every day as a trader. If you're going to be a day trader. Absolutely. But as an investor, we're not really watching the markets every day. We're letting things come to us and we've got a plan. Right. And our plan has to has to account for big market movements when things like that occur. And so the, you know, the, the, the markets have, have, uh, have their own, I guess I would say personality. And when I say personality, what I mean is some stocks are way, way, way overpriced. They're way beyond what they should be on a fundamental basis. Others 
are in a in a pretty good state. Others are actually fairly low priced and could be a bit of a value. In our next segment, what we'll do is talk a little bit about some value stocks um, and, and kind of where those where those come into play and which ones are kind of setting up for for those overall moves. But whether you're looking at things that are overpriced or underpriced, you, you know, it should it should all boil down to what you're willing to do with your investment strategy. And, and like I say every time, if you don't have a plan, then your plan's going to be going to be messed up. And I, I like the quote from Patton. He says, a good plan violently executed today is better than a perfect plan executed next week. So let's turn our attention a little bit and turn our focus to our news headlines. You know, each and every week we like to look at our news headlines and and what's driving, uh, you know, some of the things in the in, in the world from a financial standpoint. But we always start with news of the weird, 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 the news of the weird. OK, so I don't have news of the weird today. I feel lonely. I have no news of the weird. No, but this story is so much better. This is a good story, uh, but I can use my news of the weird that I saw roadkill alligator. I, that, that, I don't even need a news story that we're like, we're driving down the road. It's, we're driving down the road to Baton Rouge over the weekend and we see, we're like, wow, that's a big armadillo. That's not an armadillo. No, you see it coming up on it and you, like, there's so many dead. I don't even think that there are it was such arm, things it as was armadillo mating season because they were dead. I don't even think there is such a thing as like a live armadillo that walks around. I think they only exist in roadkill state. I, I've never seen a living armadillo. No, I only see them as roadkill. Maybe maybe ever. armadillos. I mean, they are nocturnal. Like, do they do, supposedly if do, they actually do exist? Uh, do they eat asphalt? Like, is that is that a main part of their diet? <laughs> Why are they on the road so often? <laughs> I don't know. They must eat asphalt. But when we talk about roadkill, and I know I'm digressing here a bit, but we were actually talking about this. We've seen some weird roadkill in our lives since moving to Texas. No, especially. not just since moving to Texas. So when we were living in Pennsylvania, I'll never forget. We were so. Imagine a mountain road. You're driving through the mountains because the middle of Pennsylvania is pretty mountainy. Mm-hmm. And we're going through the mountains and it's and it's kind of a windy. Mountainy? You just said mountainy? It's mountainy. Mountainy. It's mountainy. It's mountainy. It's kind of a mountainy area down there. Proceed. Okay. Anyway, it's a mountainy <laughs> area. It's a mountainous region. Mountainous. Is it? <laughs> Stop yeah. correcting my grammar, you jerk. But anyway, <laughs> it's mountainy and we're driving through central PA. And we're in the left lane. Now we're in the left lane, so we're 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 kind of going faster than 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 the cars than in the, the right semis, lane, right? Yeah. Well, there's a semi that was pacing us, and he he's tooting his horn, and we look over at him, and he's waving at us like it's like it's a life or death situation, and we're looking up like, what is this guy doing? Now at the time we were driving a Chevy Cobalt. Now I don't know if anybody's ever seen a Chevy Cobalt, but picture a roller skate. And put a steering wheel in it. And that's a Chevy Cobalt, <laughs> right? I look ridiculous in this car because I'm a gigantic human being and I'm driving the Chevy Cobalt. So it's, a, so it's not a big car, right? So this guy's waving at us incessantly. And I'm like, and you are the passenger seat. So you're looking at him going, what is, what's he talking about? And I glance and I glance and, I, and, and then I looked up and, and I saw something in the road and I realized what he was waving at because there was a bear a bear in the left-hand lane in the left-hand of the Pennsylvania lane turnpike of the Pennsylvania turnpike mm-hmm. not in the right hand no, no, not on the not on the shoulder not on the curb Mm-mm. nope 
It was a dead bear. Somebody had 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 Roger Roger Niner to him that there was a dead bear on the road and he was trying to tell us to get out the way. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that our guardian angel um, magically took our car and made it fit. Thank God we were driving a roller skate because we were able to (laughs) squeeze the car at at 65 miles an hour on the shoulder between the bear and the wall of death, 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 death. So that was the, the weirdest roadkill I've ever seen. I'd never seen a roadkill bear. Mm-mm. And if we're, if we expand it beyond roadkill, we did see a refrigerator on, uh, oh, in, in California. Yeah. But that, yeah, we're driving down the four Oh five in California. We're going from long beach to LA and like we're 16 miles we're just talking or 16 lane highway we're just talking no big deal we're just joking back and forth and i look up and there was a refrigerator standing in the middle of the highway mm-hmm. right in our lane right in our lane I'm like oh look fridge mm-hmm. bail mm-hmm. um but yeah today's was the alligator and and i'd never seen a roadkill alligator although now we live in kingwood now if anybody knows in texas we live in suburbia right kingwood is like the suburbia land of northeast houston very suburban very nice neighborhood nice town and you're driving down the road one day and what do you see 300 pound roadkill hog 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 roadkill that's awesome i wouldn't have wanted to be the car that hit that hog oh that had to have screwed your axle up yeah totally Uh, but i'm not sure what's worse hitting a deer up in pennsylvania or a hog down here what damages your car more i don't know i don't know it's gonna be rough but anyway let's go back to our story now this one's on moneyish.com First of all, I like the name moneyish.com, um, and it has not, doesn't have much to do with with the financial world, but it's it's a it's a website that they they do stories loosely related around money, and this one is a touching story, um, and and it means a lot to you. Yeah, we are a big Girl Scouting family. Grew up doing Girl Scouts. Was able to travel to Mexico and backpack all through Europe and and everything, largely on fundraising. Because not everybody can, you know, we, we took a whole big group of girls and not everybody could afford it. And so we all worked our fingers to the bone in, in fundraising. And we sold, we also, one of those fundraisers, we sold a lot of Girl Scout cookies. And so well, this now what, is, what does a lot of Girl Scout cookies mean? Several thousand. Several thousand. Mm-hmm. Like two, three thousand. Uh... At, well, at least that's a lot of cookies. Yeah, at least, and now, we would do way, booth sales and stuff like that. And my mom, she is the ultimate Girl Scout. Like my mom, she is terrible at crafts. She has exceptional talents, but she's not like a crafty Girl Scout leader. No, no, no. And she is most like a real math sciencey kind of person. And so she would always do really super cool badge work and stuff with us. But when it came to cookies. She had a system. Oh, yeah? And when I was little, we had one of those blue Dodge minivans with the wood paneling down the side. I love wood paneling. And when paneling. it was time to go deliver those Girl Scout cookies, everything would be organized. And she and and the the she'd pull up to the house, and my sister and I would be ready, and that van door would slide open. She'd be like, go, go, go! And you'd grab the, bur- the boxes of cookies that were meant for that particular house, and you'd dart out the car up to the door, grab the money, deliver the cookies, Jump back in the van, slam the door shut, drive to the next house, and repeat. Awesome. It was amazing. You know what? You're still not as good as the other girls. No. This particular story is about generous New Yorkers that help a homeless Girl Scout troop sell 17,000 boxes of cookies. 17,000 boxes of cookies. And, Mm -hmm. And 
every one of the Girl Scouts in this particular troop, this is Girl Scout Troop 6000, mm-hmm. every one of these Girl Scout troops, uh, Girl Scouts are homeless. Yeah. And, you know, it's not just about the cookies, like selling the cookies itself has a lot of redeeming qualities in terms, well, it can, you know, and just in terms of organization and math and talking to, you know, people and sales skills and organization, all this kind of stuff. But a lot of those proceeds go to the actual troop and they can use them to go on field trips or you know, on, I mean, selling cookies sent us to Europe. So, you know, you sell enough cookies, you can literally see the world. So, I mean, it's just, it's just awesome that they do that. And this is, I mean, this is the, the city of New York sponsors thousands of, of, of homeless uh, home. You know, there, there's, there's about a hundred thousand homeless children in New York city's public school system. I mean, that's, that's just an amazing amount. And, and, this kind of helps bring them together and, and they've got a community for it. And um, so kudos to Troop 6000 for being able to to put that together and uh, and uh, 17,000 boxes of cookies. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I probably still wouldn't get any Thin Mints. Mm. You got to stick those those puppies in the freezer. Oh, thin I mints do. Are best That's when the they're freezer. delicious. Oh. So let's go to a market uh, headline for just a minute because there is a um, there is some some market headlines uh, for a couple of stocks that that have some fairly big news coming out this week and a couple of them are it's earnings season earnings season is kind of kicking into high gear and and this is an article on investors business daily so uh, investors.com and it's titled stock market futures jump after siri and mission accomplished and then these five s p 500 stocks have big news on monday so the five stocks that have big news first of all is netflix netflix has a uh, has a a pretty big uh has a pretty big week coming up. There's a lot of uh, earnings that are coming in, and people are expecting a big week from Ernest for, uh, from Net- Netflix. Se- several analysts have raised their their price targets last week, uh, and the stock went up 7.9 percent last week alone. So uh, had a really really strong uh, had a really strong move. Uh, another one that's kind of coming into play is uh, Bank of America. The Bank of America is, uh, is supposed to report a 43% earnings per share grain. So they're they're anticipating uh, Bank of America and Charles Schwab. So there were three banks actually this week, Bank of America, Charles Schwab, and TD Ameritrade. All of them, uh, you know, they've been kind of just 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 moving along sideways and they've got this this uh this jump that 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 could occur that can help to move it uh, a little bit higher. So keep an eye on on some of those banking names. As the banking names took a pretty big hit on Friday, uh, there was overall a pretty big hit on Friday, which could set up for a buy point for some of these other some of these other banking stocks. Um, and another one uh, is Merck. So um, you know Merck and Bristol Myers Squibb they had positive results for. Uh, some immuno oncology drugs, and so when you've got stocks like that, those really keep people interested, right? So when you've got big name companies like Merck and uh, and and Brister Miles Squibb having having lung cancer data uh, stocks that their announcements that come out, people people perk their ears up and they pay attention. So I think one thing for us to look at as investors is what do these things do long term, right? Netflix is a completely different play than say Schwab or Merck. And so you've got to figure out where do these fit in your portfolio or do they fit in your portfolio at all? 
um, you know, some some people are are mostly primarily looking for for yield stocks and they're not looking for the same kind of growth stocks. And so these may not fit in in your portfolio if that's really what you're looking for. But if you're looking for more of a uh, more of that growth potential, these things might be one of them that work out for you overall. So all in all, there's a uh, there's a fair amount of things that are going on this week as we're heading into earnings season and and we're really just in the the end of spring. Summer's about ready to kick off, but I, I think we're going to keep the show fairly short today. Uh, anything else special you want to add? Uh, you want to add on the show today, Annie? I don't think so. We'll no? see you guys next we're gonna, week. We're a wrapper up. So thanks so much, everybody. Uh, always go to the website ieefinancial.com. Fill out that contact us, and we will do our best to make sure that we get back to you. Until next week, everybody, stay safe. If you have any questions, please go to reach out. And talk to you soon. IIE Financial is an investment advisor representative with Symphony Financial, a registered investment advisor. Charles Fulkerson is an investment advisor representative with IIE Financial and Symphony Financial, LTD Co. Annie Fulkerson is not registered nor affiliated with Symphony Financial. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Symphony Financial. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. IIE Financial does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance. Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We want to help others, especially in places of strife, such as the Holy where Christianity is dwindling by the day. But how to help? Here's an easy way. Buying products through the Holy Land gift shop. Every product you purchase at myfranciscan.org shop helps Christians support their families and stay in the Holy Land. Olive wood, embroidery, spices, and many more authentic products from the Holy Land are available right now at myfranciscan.org shop. The Holy Land gift shop, bringing the Holy Land home. I learned how many people we could help and how good you feel after you've helped others. I know Lent is about giving, so I want to give. These kids are talking about CRS Rice Bowl, a Lenten program known by generations of Catholic families. Children love it because they experience different cultures and gain a lasting impression of the people they are helping. You can bring CRS Rice Bowl into your home and experience the joy of seeing your children or grandchildren find new meaning in Lent. Visit crsricebowl.org to get started. Rice Bowl inspired me to pray more and to pray for those who are less fortunate. The Cincinnati Catholic Men's Conference is back. Tickets are on sale now for Saturday, April 28th at the Taft Theater at CincinnatiMensConference.com or call 513-214-1534. The Speaker Conference roster is being hailed as one of the best lineups in the country. In rare appearances, come see Father Mitch Pacwa from EWTN, the man motivator Father Larry Richards, former Moeller High School and University of Notre Dame head football coach Jerry Faust, and the big celebrity keynote, Baz Rutten, UFC world champion, MMA world champ, and movie star. The conference theme is what it means to be a true Christian man in today's society. Don't miss the incredible day of motivation, spiritual benefit, and fellowship with men from all walks of life. Get tickets now at CincinnatiMensConference.com or call 513-214-1534. That's CincinnatiMensConference.com or 513-214-1534. Thank you for listening to Breadbox Media. Find more about us at BreadboxMedia.com.